Welcome to It's Just My Thoughts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in to It's Just My Thoughts. It's Mika here for another week. Uh, This week, I wanted to um, start with my black excellence, and I wanted to highlight my friend, uh, Maddie B. She is a writer as well as an artist. Um, I personally view her as a creative um, due to her being multifaceted. Um, She dropped her EP this year, Sweet and Sour, and it's pretty dope. So check that out on Apple Music. I'm super proud at how at how uh, hard you work and how much you believe in your dream. Um, it's very inspiring, uh, my friend. And you have helped me step out on faith more than you probably know and put belief back in myself. So my excellence this week goes to Maddie B. And check out her EP on Apple Music, Sweet and Sour. So let's talk some uh, what's going on with the world this week. Um, I don't really know if it's been a lot of stuff going on this week. Uh I was actually excited to hear Meg Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj Hot Girl Summer, and I absolutely hate it, um, which was disappointing because I thought that they could have done so much with that, and I just really don't like it at all. So that was pretty much disappointing for me. Um, I'm a big, well, I'm a Nicki Minaj fan, but I'm a, I'm a Meg Thee Stallion fan too. So, um, But I am looking forward to her song that she does with Lizzo, so I can't wait to hear what they do with that. Um, if you're not on Twitter... They might have put it on Instagram, I'm not sure, but I'm usually floating around Twitter more than I am Instagram sometimes, but they had Lizzo playing the flute and uh, Meg Thee Stallion was twerking to her playing the flute and it was, it was hilarious. And so, um, that, that was just an entire mood seeing that whole thing. So, um, definitely excited for that, but I didn't like, I didn't like the song with Nicki Minaj. So that was, a that was a disappointment for me. Um, let's see, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, he committed suicide, um, I think over the weekend, um, And it's crazy because this is making like headline news all over. And uh, yeah, Um, one of the things that kind of came to my mind actually was the Khalif Broder story. And I don't know if if you guys um, looked at that documentary, but, you know, he was wrongfully, well, he wasn't even convicted yet. He he was waiting in prison in, in Rikers Island to even go in front of a judge for, I think, three years. And well, I'm not sure how long he was in jail. Um, I'm not sure how long he was held, but I think three years after he was released, he committed suicide. And, you know, that because he, they basically had him in solitary confinement the whole entire time. And that made no, um, news at all. And you have Jeffrey Epstein that, you know, was doing sex trafficking and this sex trafficking ring and this craziness. And he committed suicide for me. I didn't think it was that surprising, but now it's beginning to be all of these theories about foul play or if he did or didn't do it or someone did it. And personally, um, you know, if you ask me, I, I think he committed suicide. Um, you know, he was a powerful man and once you take the power away, you know, people usually aren't willing to accept consequences of their actions. Um, but we're in the street is that maybe it was foul play. I don't know, but I think this is going to be a story that they're going to be talking about for however long. So yesterday I was on Twitter. I came across a tweet from Bernie Sanders that had me completely tickled. I actually was, um, I was somewhat shocked by it somewhat. I feel like, I feel like nowadays in in politic world, um, it's just craziness. It's pure craziness. So Bernie tweets and he says, Donald Trump believes climate change is a hoax. Donald Trump is an idiot. Like, wow. I mean, for him to put that on Twitter, I was just like, wow. Like, I mean, I feel like right now people are given zero fucks and it's just absolutely crazy. So that honestly was an entire mood. Um, Bernie is just out here. Just wow. So 
also over the weekend, um, if you haven't seen this, um, Little Black Girl Magic, please YouTube it because it was like phenomenal. It was amazing. And um, so Simone Biles is now the first gymnast to ever land a double-double dismount. And I watched it a few times and it was sick. I mean, I kept rewatching and kept rewatching it because the whole, um, the whole entire performance, you know, was phenomenal, but that dismount and she stuck it too. And I was like, wow. I mean, we're seriously watching one of the greatest gymnasts of, of literally all times. And so definitely watch it. It was really, really dope. So the other day I was talking to my friend about stress and work-life balance and how hard that shit is. And, uh, and for me, you know, I work all the time, you know, and now, you know, on the weekends I'm recording to, uh, give this podcast to you guys every week. And so that's something else that I've put on my plate. And then on top of that, you know, I'm trying to read and trying to, you know, uh, find a little self-care whenever I can. So that's also time that I put, try to put aside for that. You know, and what's crazy is work-life balance is hard as hell. Um, especially as adult when you have a million other things going on. So my thought of the week is, are you able to recognize if you're experiencing burnout? So let me just say, to start this, I have definitely experienced burnout. And I mean, when, so when people are, are talking about burnout and how that's actually become like a diagnosis, like, no, burnout is real. And, you know, sometimes you hear people say, girl, I'm so burnt out. And, you know, it, it used to kind of just be, you know, like I said, you know, I've said it in the past, I'm like, oh, I'm just so burnt out. I'm like, oh my God. And, you know, you kind of take it like a joke, like, oh, you know, I'm burnt out, but you know, you just think I'm just tired, you know, whatever. But if you find yourself saying that you need to consider, you know, if you really are, you know, experiencing burnout. So what is burnout? Burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. So what are some signs? So what are some signs? It can be fatigue, insomnia, forgetfulness, anxiety, depression. And for me, um, I had all those things actually, but I also, um, I had increased irritability and lack of patience and, um, you know, and I'm actually a really patient person. So when I was having a lack of patience, it was, um, you know, I, 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 that's when I really started to feel like something was wrong because I had like zero mental capacity for anything. You know, if somebody called me and was talking about something stupid, like usually I can listen and just be like, oh, you know, that's crazy. But during this period, I was just like, you know, sometimes, you know, the worst, you know, I just did not want, did not want to hear it. I just, I just couldn't hear it. And I would just be mean. And that, you know, that was not like me. And I didn't really know what was really wrong with me. So, and this is just honestly, just a few years ago. So it's actually something that I'm more cognizant of of now, but something that I still constantly put work in with self-care. Like I actually understand now the true importance of it because I did actually go through burnout and and it was really scary. It was actually really, really scary for me. And I actually, I don't think I ever really talk about it with people because um, I don't know why. I think because I don't really talk much. I, I I think because I don't really complain. And so I felt like at the time when I was experiencing this stuff, I felt like I was, it would be like complaining or I'm weak or I don't know. And so I just didn't talk about it. And, you know, now, you know, I talk all the time, but now, you know, if I feel anything, you know, I'm trying to understand what is this feeling and talk it out because, 
it's not good to hold stuff in and thinking that, oh, you know, you're a bounce back or that you're okay. Because sometimes we as people can't always get ourselves, if you're in a funk, you can't always get yourself out of whatever you're experiencing. You Sometimes you need a little help or somebody to kind of push you along to kind of get you back to normal. So just a few years ago, I was working two jobs and I was finishing my master's program. So I would start my day at 6 a.m. I would work my main job. Then I would shower and go to my next job around 4 to 9.30ish, get home around 10, and then I would do schoolwork. So that was pretty much my life almost every day. So I had no social life at the time. I gained um, a lot of weight. Uh, I think I gained about 40 pounds um, because I barely had time to work out. Then when I did have time, I was drained. And so I didn't even want to, like I wanted to just sit there. So at this point in my life, all of my relationships suffered. And it was like outside looking in, you saw me smiling and, you know, I never complained. But inside I was so uh, severely unhappy and I was depressed and I had never really experienced depression. Um, You know, in in the way to explain it for me at the time, it felt like, you know, one of those cartoons, you have a rain cloud following the person around and that's how it felt for me. It was like, you know, everything is sunny and pretty, but I have this cloud with rain just pouring on me. So all I see is gloom and you're walking around soaked. So the soak feeling is you just feeling like you have this heaviness on you. And that's how I felt. Like I was just dragging around. And then also, you know, like I stated earlier, you know, I gained weight. So with that, you know, I felt unattractive. And when you're in a funk, It just keeps manifesting from one thing to another. You know, it's like, oh, you know, this is what's my mindset at the time. Like, you know, I really want to work. I really want to make this money. You know, I really want to, you know, accomplish all these things. So now, so I'm doing all this stuff. Then, you know, I'm, then I'm making reasons as to why that's what I'm doing. is not good enough. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm not quite where I want to be. I haven't quite accomplished some of the things I wanted to accomplish. So then I'm, I'm down about that. Then that funk trickle over to, oh, now I've gained weight. So now I've gained weight. I'm unattractive. I don't even recognize myself. I got to buy new clothes to fit. You know, I can't fit my old clothes. And it just kept jumping from one thing to another to another. And it wasn't until I started therapy to when I really started to put more thought into self-care and I researched burnout. And I never really took burnout serious. And it's real. Like I used to have crazy thoughts like and I just started really talking about it now and even like my partner who's with me every single day like I was like you know I had thoughts of you know towards self-harm and to this day like I've never thought about doing anything to myself I've never attempted to do anything to myself but I would have these thoughts of like just you know to be completely transparent one day I'm literally sitting at the I'm literally sitting at the light and I was just like you know what if I just drove out in traffic And I literally thought that. And that is like by far the scariest shit to experience. And I was was experiencing this. And it was honestly by far the hardest time that I think I've ever had probably in life was that that time period because I just was so down. And I didn't know really how I was really going to get out of it. And, you know, it took a lot. And it took a lot of just soul searching for me to figure out How can I get to a happy place? And what does happy even look like? Because I think I got to a point that I didn't even know what happiness even looked like, you know, 
And I didn't even realize that I was so much in a funk until I started talking about it in therapy. And I was like, damn, like, girl, you sound crazy because I really was that whacked out of my fucking mind. And, you know, burnout affects your brain functions. And I think I was doing it was not even think I was doing entirely too much and I wasn't sleeping and I wasn't doing anything, any amount of self-care. And it really was manifesting in the craziest ways. And so, you know, that was that was just a really, really difficult time for me. And so. um, So what is some causes of that? Um, So there's different kinds of uh, of burnout. Um, I was reading an article a couple of months ago and it was talking about mommy burnout. And I tell everybody when you have new moms, like, you know, one of my best friends right now, she's about to have a baby any day now. And I tell her, I'm like, look, you know, if you ever feel weird or you, you tired or, you know, whatever you got going on, like you can always call me because the mommy burnout is real. Like it's really, it's really, really real. And, you know, I think sometimes the mom, we all want to be super moms and we want to just, you know, do this, do this, 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 this. And sometimes you forget to have self-care. So the mommy burnout really is real. And so, you know, for all the moms that you have in your life, you know, whoever they are, sometimes just asking them, hey, you want me to get the kids today so you can have a, a mommy day? Do it. You know, I always tell people if you have somebody that, that might want, you know, you feel like you can be helpful in that way, definitely do it because sometimes you need a fucking break from your kids. And it's okay to say that. And you shouldn't feel bad about it. If you need a break, you need, you need a break. So don't don't be embarrassed by that. And then the one of the main ones is job burnout. And then you can also have relationship burnout. So some causes could be work-life imbalance, lack of social support, dysfunctional workplace dynamics, and lack of control. And so I found online um, tips on how you can handle burnout. So the first one is take a break. Um, This one basically is just focusing on um, going on vacation or... Uh, doing things that, you know, that you want to do for yourself, whether or not it's binging a Netflix show or playing a video game. And, you know, that's actually something that I had to work on because I never was taking time off work. I was working, you know, and and I still do it now. Um, But like I work about seven days a week, every, every week, but I take a week off in January. Then I usually work for a good amount of the year. But for my birthday, I usually take in September, my birthday's coming. I usually take about two weeks off of work. And then this year I have another week off um, in December. And then I always take a, take the beginning of the year for the first like about two weeks, um, a week and a week and a half at the beginning to start my year. So I don't come, come back to work until like usually the middle of January just to refresh myself, you know, from just working so much and you know, a lot of times people are like, girl, I never thought about doing that, but you should, you know, I'm not really like, I don't really take a whole bunch of days off, like all throughout. I'll just save my, save my time. So I can have, you know, multiple days in a row off and I can, you know, get my life back together, you know, and not burn myself out. And it's great. You know, sometimes I have a staycation or, you know, I'll sit and be like, yeah, okay, I'm going to play this video game and beat this video game during this time period. Or, you know, this year, um, I know I'm going to probably read some books. I plan to play some video games and I've already pretty much said to my family, like, you know, 
I'm decompressing for a few days during this time period. So I probably won't really be on the phone like that. I won't really be hanging out like that. And I'm probably going to be, you know, having some mega self-care fully just myself. So I'm actually looking forward to that. And that's actually, I have two weeks off in a couple of weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. So the second one was keep eating. And it says that there are two types of people, those who overeat binge when they're experiencing burnout. And then you have those who stop eating when experiencing burnout. So basically what they're saying is you want to make sure you keep, um, your, uh, your meals normal, like just eat normally, you know, don't overeat. If you're, if you're satisfied and full, you know, cool. And also, you know, don't make bad habits. Cause I know for me, um, when I was getting home from work, like I would have a beer or two and, you know, or have wine. And if you're doing that every single night, well, that can cause you to gain weight too. When you're not really even thinking about it, but I just, you know, you have to be mindful of everything you're doing. Cause it's not just eating too. It's also, you know, if you have some wine or alcohol or something like that, you need to be mindful of how much you can take with that too. Um, sleep. So, um, I actually saw too, the reason why I take sleep more serious, cause I actually suffered when I was going through burnout, I suffered with insomnia. And so I wasn't really sleeping, um, especially not as much as I should. And so I always felt exhausted, but also, um, when you're trying to lose weight or you, or another way for you to gain weight is lack of sleep. People don't realize that. So now I try to make sure that I take my ass to bed and I'm getting a proper amount of sleep. I'm not a big napper. So I try to be intentional and go to bed early. So that's just something to definitely, um, think about. Like if you feel exhausted, you need to sleep. And if you need to force yourself, then you need to force yourself to just turn off everything and go to sleep. Try to get eight hours a night. And you'll be surprised how many people I talk to, which is crazy, that actually tell me that they never get eight hours sleep. They usually average four to five hours a night. And these are just, you know, my coworkers. I mean, plenty of people that tell me like they never get eight hours of sleep. So you definitely need to get that. Exercise is the next one, next point that can help. Um, that's actually really important when I was experiencing burnout. Um, I wasn't really exercising and, you know, that actually can get your, you know, you can get your day going. You, you can take your mind off things, you know, give you something else to focus on. Even right now, present day, um, it's been really hot outside, you know, in this North Carolina weather. So I make time and I go running on my lunch break, you know, so I might not run in the afternoon, but if I don't run before I start my shift, I'll leave on my lunch break and go outside and I'll run and come back and finish up my work day. And it kind of breaks up the monotony of the day. So if you have the capabilities of actually doing that, then I would implore you to do that. So the other point number five was um, try to remember why work or your life doesn't suck. Um, that actually can be difficult when you're feeling a little down or in a funk. So I think that goes back to, I think I talked about this in another episode, just giving yourself affirmations. Um, and even about your job, like what I, what I do, I tell myself every day how thankful I am to have a job, how thankful I am to be able to, you know, pay my bills and how thankful I am to be able to feed my family. And so those are things that, the positive things that you need to say, even if, you know, your job might be stressful or whatever, always start with a positive about your situation. Number six, set goals. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of saying goals anyway. So, um, 
I always set them, but it helps keep you organized. It gives you clear ideas of what needs to be done. So it's any time that you might feel a little clutter in your mind, you know exactly what you need to do. And it also tells, it also helps you see like there's basically a light in the tunnel. Like if, if you know that, you know, if I do this, I'll get this. And what's, what do I need to do to get myself there? But I know when I get there, I would have accomplished this. Then it's a easier, it's like you give you a roadmap to success. So and that's what setting goals do. So I definitely think that helps. And I set goals all the time. And then when I journal, I journal about what I want to accomplish by this point, what I want to accomplish for the year. And then I'll set even smaller goals, like, you know, work goals, like how do I want this month to play out? What do I want to do for this month? You know, how do I want to perform next month? Things like that. Um, number seven was don't overbook yourself. Um, that's actually really important because I think for me, um, I would just work and I would be one of those people like, Oh, you need me to come in. Okay. I'll come in. Oh, you need me to do something extra. Okay. I do some extra. Just thinking like, you know, one, I wanted the extra money cause I was saving, I was saving money towards stuff. And then two, you know, I'm just one of those people that I like to work. And, um, so I think I was unrealistic though, because sometimes I needed to say no, but a lot of times, you know, I struggle with in the past, not as much now. Cause now I can tell you as hell no, but before I, I had problems with saying no where I always felt like, you know, well, I feel bad or, oh my God, like what if they're upset? And, you know, you need to say no, especially if you know that you already got a million other things going on, like you can't burn yourself out before. So that's just something to consider. Number eight is outsource. That's actually something that I think that I don't really do as much, but relinquish, it basically means relinquishing some of your power and handing over some tasks to someone else. So, you know, especially, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's nothing wrong with asking for help and especially on maybe even if you're one of those people that's a control person and I'm a control person. So even if it's something that you feel like, you know, you small things that somebody can definitely handle, you know, sometimes people don't want to relinquish the big stuff, but if it's something small that somebody can do, just just ask for help, you know, or just ask somebody to help you, you know, and usually that can just take some of the pressures off of you you know, to kind of help you not be as burnt out with so much on your plate. It's nothing wrong with, you know, relying on other people sometimes, especially if it's somebody that is reliable, but too, especially if you're in a relationship, you know, lean on the person that you're with. And I'm actually really bad with that. Um, I've gotten better, uh, present day, but I still struggle with it even now, you know, but now I think I've gotten a little bit better being like, Hey, look, you know, I got all this stuff going on. Like I need you to maybe stop at the grocery store or I need you to maybe stop and do this, you know, on your way in. So just be mindful of that. Number nine is find others like you. Try joining groups or communities of people in your same field of business. Also, um, another thing you consider is if you have a hobby, you know, you can try to find people that, that has the same hobby or doing the same things you're doing. Um, I run and that's actually, um, I have a love hate relationship with running, you know, I hate it, but I somewhere up in there, love it. Cause that's what I'm always doing. And so I join run groups. I have a run group that I meet every Tuesday evening. We meet downtown and we run downtown. And then I also have people from work that we come together and we work. I mean, we, we run together. And so sometimes we meet up and we meet up at park and wherever and we run. And then I also have through my job, they have uh, twice a year, they have 5k classes and uh, um, the coach that does the classes, I'm actually personal friends with, like from us running together. And I always take the class because that's another group of people 
that's running together. And so I always take those classes and one, it gives me, you know, reasons to leave the house because I work from home. And so working at home, you kind of, and you and working at home and being a homebody is terrible. And I work from home and I'm a homebody. So it gives me reason to leave the house and it gives you, you know, and it helps you be around other people, you know, doing the same thing that you're doing or motivating each other and having more of a positive atmosphere. So running definitely helped me tremendously. And when I realized that I was experiencing burnout or that I needed a break, the first thing I did was, um, I joined a run group. And it helped me tremendously. And, you know, obviously it helped me, you know, lose weight where I'm getting back to myself again and, you know, kind of having a routine. You know, I run races all throughout the year. So I'm in a um, I'm in a race series with that. And so I, I usually do a race um, one a month, a 5K or something like that once a month. Um, and so those just kind of help me just keep keep going and give and put your mind on something else. So definitely, I definitely think this is a good point because I actually had to do that for myself. And then number 10, um, fix the source. So I think when it comes to stress, um, you mean, you, you probably, I think the first point is trying to, this is number 10, but I feel like it should be number one because I think trying to figure out what exactly is causing you stress should be your number one priority and figuring out what to do about it. You know, whether you need to put, if it's people in your life, you might need to put up boundaries, you know, if it's work and you really can't get past work, stressing you out, then you might not, you might need to look for another position or you need to figure out what it is with work that's stressing you out. Like, can it be fixed? Is it something that you need to have a conversation with your supervisor about? Like, is it something that can be helped or fixed? Or do you just need to go into a different position? Because sometimes we feel like, you know, we're stuck, like we can't do anything else or we can't make life changes, you know, because sometimes change is not, everybody's not good with change. But if you are feeling that way, then, you know, definitely you need to think about that. And it could be also relationships, you know, your love relationship. And a lot of times you can love a person without necessarily meaning that you need to be with them. And so, you know, if you're feeling all those things, you need to figure out what it is. And then once you figure out what it is, try to fix it. And it could be, you know, like it could be like a sleep. It could be, you know, that you need to exercise more. It could be that you need to have more social time with your friends, you know, and be more intentional with that. It could be that you have a toxic relationship. It could be that you have a toxic relationship with your family, or it could be work, or it could be, you know, even as a mom that you might just need a damn break. So definitely find that source and, you know, um, try to fix it. So those were the, uh, the 10, the, um, the 10 tips of how to handle burnout. I think they were really, really helpful too, because, you know, there's no perfect solution to that, but I think, um, you know, just, just being honest, you know, if you ever feel super stressed or constantly drained, you know, definitely think about self-care and find your happy. And a lot of people, you know, think that happiness has to come from somebody else. And it doesn't like you are, we're all in control of ourselves and we're all in control of our fate. And, you know, you need to find your own happy, whatever that is, your own personal happy. Like, even if you're in a marriage, I feel like y'all should both have a hobby, you know, (laughs) that your, your person and you should have some kind of like personal happiness, not just like where you, you're only looking for this person to create happiness for you. You have to be able to create happiness for yourself too. To me, that's part of self-care. And it doesn't mean it's an insult to your partner. I just feel like 
I, and this is just coming from me. I just personally feel like you have to have happiness outside of that relationship for the shit to be healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't just be looking for that person to constantly make you happy because we're all human and they might take up a hobby. And now that hobby is taking up some time. And then what, what are you going to do? You know, so find a hobby. You know, I, I think on my Instagram, I put take vacations, find a hobby and love yourself. So if I had any tips to start, it, it would be those three. And um, so it's just something to think about. And if you ever um, feel like you're experiencing this, you know, definitely um, start with self-care. Usually if you start with self-care, it'll kind of help you from not being so burnt out because, you know, you need to love on yourself. So I want to thank you for listening to this week um, of It's Just My Thoughts, the podcast. I want to leave you with, you know, remember to love yourself always. And it's Mika here, and I appreciate you.